If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. What's up and welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, March 7, 2023. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes and I am joined by the new face of video games, Blessing at AOYA Jr. Good morning, Tim. I love the shirt. Thank you. Thank you very much. Let me show it off. Yeah, you got to turn around. Turn around. Show the back. We got the Dark Magician from the one and only Yu-Gi-Oh. Fuck Yu -Gi -Oh! yeah. Man. You got to love it. The theme song of that doesn't get enough love because no. most of it's just instrumental, but it's like fucking crazy ass like drum and bass shit going on. I used, I used to have a Pharaoh. CD. I don't know where I got the CD from. It might have been from like a McDonald's Happy Meal or something, but it had like other the other Yu-Gi-Oh songs. There's other Yu-Gi-Oh songs. Yeah, wow. there's a song on there called Your Move. It's like Your Move. Yeah. And it's like he starts rapping. And I'm like, I, I, for, I remember listening to that for the first time as a kid, being like, this is the best thing I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> like this is the greatest this song of all time. We've peaked. Yeah, like this is like the greatest hip hop song ever. That should better than Dead Presidents 2. It did. It, it for real did. <laughs> you gotta love it. And you know what else you gotta love? Kind of Funny Games Daily, because each and every weekday live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We come at you with all the video game news that you need to know. And hey, if you can't watch live, guess what? We'll be here for you later. That's what VODs are for. Do you know what VOD stands for, Bless? Video on demand. That's exactly freaking right. And you can get your shit on demand on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games or RoosterTeeth.com. If you want to get it as a podcast, search your favorite podcast service for Kind of Funny Games Daily, and we'll be right there for you. If you want to get the show ad-free, though, and Bless. What's that? If they want a bevy of bonus content, oh my where God. do they need to go? They need to go to kindoffunny.com slash Patreon or patreon.com slash kindoffunny. Either way will work. <laughs> you see how they got that? it like that. We got it like that, y'all. Uh, you get all the bonus content. You get the show ad free. And you could also be a Patreon producer just like Delaney Twining and Tripod Plus Plus have done. We appreciate y'all so very, very much. Today's stories include Fortnite's new season, a new studio from Riot Executives, and more. Um, remember, if you don't have a buck to toss our way, that's totally cool when you're out there uh buying stuff on the epic game store use our code kind of funny and we'll be right there for you um Tim, let me tell you mm -hmm. i looked up so the name of the album that i had right is yugio soundtrack it's called yugio yugio music to duel by and i'm reading through the track list and this track list the name of these songs are fucking fantastic right you got track number one millennium battle it's the most yugio thing you can think of uh, song number two heart of the cards Heart of the cards, of man. The you got to believe in the heart of the cards. You got to believe in the heart of the cards. I was a Joey boy. Of course. Kunai with Shane. Like, I fucking, I love Come Joey, on, man. Nick. That was my Come guy. Come on. Man. What was your favorite card? What was your favorite monster card? Um, I was, I mean, well, everyone called me Blue Eyes White Boy in school. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, right. I'm partial to that uh, for sure. But Joey had the, the, the red one. So oh, that always yeah. put me in a, in a weird, awkward place. But. Wait, were you? Oh, because I was just, yeah, I see, I see that. So, yeah. did you like, did you ever choose one? Because Red Eyes Black Dragon was dope as hell. Red Eyes Black Dragon. Absolutely. But you also have on the Dark Magician shirt. I do, I do. My, my best friend Curran, Dark Magician was his favorite, but like, this shirt goes with these shoes really well. Mm. So, you know, that's the type of life that I, Tim mm. Gettys, have to live. I, I remember the episode with Karibo blew my mind. So I was like, that's oh, my card. Oh, yeah. The and, one where he multiplied all the Karibo and that, like, exactly. Oh my God. Like, this, this shit's not, uh, like, 
kosher. You can't do this yeah, shit in the game. That's not legal. No, that's that shit ain't move. legal. But I will say, it's not a monster card, but my favorite Yu-Gi-Oh card was always Change of Heart. Mm. And I, I would mo- fuck motherfuckers up with that strategy. I would just like... I think they banned that, that They probably card. did. Yeah, they probably it got too did. powerful. Regeki. Regeki. Oh, Regeki directly attack their shit, man. Swords were revealing, right? Uh, light was crazy, too. Yeah. Shout out to Yu-Gi-Oh. Shout out to Yu-Gi-Oh, man. They had the stuff. Shout out to Obelisk the Tormentor. Okay. When they started introducing yeah. the Egyptian god cards, that was like season two. That shit got insane. Oh, yeah. yeah. For sure. Cypher the Sky Dragon. Beaver Warrior was always a favorite of mine. I like right. when silly little animals are wearing armor. What I like can the I Toon say? World cards. When he like had blue eyes, yeah, and it was few. blue eyes Toon Dragon, and he looked all goofy, but he was still blue eyes. I thought that was cool as hell. That was cool. I had That was like one of the cool cards that I had growing up, but then a kid stole it on the oh, bus. No. <laughs> Never let kids borrow your cards. Is what Just I like. don't. That's a bad idea, especially on the bus because you'll never see that kid ever again. That is true. That, you ever played any of the Yu-Gi-Oh games, bless? Oh, Tim, yes. I played you Yu- Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, was it called Dark Duel Stories for the Game Boy? I had that one. I had Yu-Gi-Oh: Duelist of the Roses for PS2. That was, was excellent. One of the best soundtracks, like low. That one's excellent. Best soundtracks sure. ever heard. Yeah. yeah, that one's great. Uh, and then there's the the mobile one that's out now. That's just like. They're just oh, like, yo, dueling? here's the game. Oh, yeah. I mean, and I talked about this like last year where I, I got hella into Duel Links, which is like a pared down, more casual version of Yu-Gi-Oh! And it's like three, I believe it's like three cards on the field at, um, uh, at once. Like you're drawing less cards, but it's a way more easy and accessible way to play Yu-Gi-Oh! But I know a lot of people people play like the modern, um, I forget what they're actually called, but like there's like the full-fledged Yu-Gi-Oh! games that are available, yeah, on console and then also on pc and i think probably on mobile as well there's like i feel like there's multiple Yu-Gi-Oh games that come out every single year because i remember oh, too yeah. playing on game boy game boy advanced there were like the Yu-Gi-Oh tournament games that are like official rules yeah. for Yu-Gi-Oh, and i got i got into that for a time i could never get too into like the ones that well you have to get the full the boosters and build the decks and stuff in yeah. the game like uh the closest i got was pokemon trading card game on game boy which was excellent, where that was an RPG to itself, playing through all the stuff. You know, so the Pokemon trading card game classic that they announced during that Pokemon Presents, Mm -hmm. where essentially, now that we have more information, it's just three decks that are pre-made that have a bunch of dope cards that you're supposed to just be able to just play with your friends. So I want that for Yu-Gi-Oh! And then me and you, Mm -hmm. just fucking play with Yu-Gi-Oh!, See, with that's what I was. Fair and balanced deck. Because that's you know? why I fell off of Yu Gi Oh! Yu Gi Oh! got too advanced. Way too they started advanced. introducing way more rules. They started what was it? 5X or whatever? Five, yeah, X season, like weird shit. Nah. Just give me the basic. Give me season one, season two Yu Gi Oh! That's it, all right? I'll yeah. sacrifice two cards to someone blue eyes, you know, Boom. knock Tim out of existence. Make sure 3,000 of your fucking life points gone. 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 In an instant. I draw five pieces of Exodia. I don't think that's... Has that ever happened in, like, a professional, like, competitive duel? Has anybody ever (laughs) drawn five... The five pieces of Exodia to win a match? Is that even legal? I doubt they're legal in, like, real tournament play. There has to be some shit against that. But I I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, this is kind of funny games daily. But before we even get into the news stories, you put in a little reader mail here to... I did. What our appetites start... Spice things up. Get things going on this beautiful Tuesday. Derek... At Dr. Hare's Hare writes in and says, if you could only play games from three different companies for the rest of your life, what companies would you choose? I hope you have the best day. Example, Square Enix, Sony Santa Monica, and Naughty Dog. So I don't like this example. Because you list two developers, and, and or two studios, and then a publisher. Which and I feel like changes the... Yeah, that changes We gotta make much. it devs. I agree. For our end. Yeah, it's also be so like Nintendo, yeah, you know? Yeah, well... Okay, so we're counting Nintendo as a publisher. Yeah. And so we okay. Yeah, clearly. I don't know the Nintendo teams like that. Like, which one makes? I mean, if, I, I can help you out there okay. to the best of my ability. If you just name the games, mm-hmm. and then we can go up from there. Because the problem with this is, 
we can't just assume that we choose the three and that their output is going to be different than what it currently exactly. is. Exactly. The rules need to be the outputs are what they normally would put out, the cadence that yeah. they would put the So if out. you're choosing Naughty Dog, you're playing like one game a decade, yeah. <laughs> basically. Yeah. So that's <laughs> rough, man. That makes it difficult because my first answer was going to be Nintendo. <laughs> because like I, I, I know yeah. they're a publisher, but I view them as a dev. And so like, whoa, what is, what's the Nintendo team that puts out like the most, I guess, in terms of cadence. I mean, the one that I would put on, oh, the most in terms of cadence, I mean, you don't want what, those. The, the Kirby Probably team? Like next level, <laughs> which would be like the, the sports games and things oh, like that. Okay. I would go Nintendo EAD is like the easy answer for me. That's the Mario games. Like that, those are the, the big dogs. Am I going to only get a couple a decade? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But those are the type of games that... Are they the ones that do Breath of the Wild? And no, and no, 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 no. That's, that's different. Ooh. But Okay. It's a tough question. It is tough, man. I would I, pick the Zelda team. I go Mario team. Mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I think I might lead off with Insomniac. I think Insomniac is, is a, yeah. an easy it's answer a that they've choice. created. They're, they're consistent. I know I'm probably going to get an Insomniac game once every two to three years at this point. Mm-hmm. I know I'm going to like those games. I, know I'm in like, I feel like if I saw somebody else playing Spider-Man or Wolverine and I don't have access to it, I'm the Squidward meme where I'm looking out the window and yeah. Barrett's having fun swinging around New York. And I'm like, man, I wish I was where the people are. Yeah. And there's the, the quality and quantity aspect that yeah. they have going on where there's also ratchet there's also who knows what else they're working on yeah. like i, I feel like insomniac is a very solid bet where you're getting a little bit of everything you actually want naughty dog and sony santa monica i think are they're 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 up there for my third pick mm-hmm. i just don't know where i'd land and at the end of the day i might have to go pokemon company uh, oh break, baby oh interesting <laughs> i might have to I mean, that's good in terms of, like, the amount of games they put out. And yeah. I'm also, like... The amount of things to do. Yeah, the amount of things to do. Um, yeah, like, I mean, we like Pokemon here, and so I think that's a good... That's, I could see that. Yeah. Just speaking of my tastes, if I'm being honest with myself, yeah. It, it'd here, be, here, it'd here's what I'll throw up. Respawn. I think that opens you up to Apex if I want a multiplayer Battle Royale game that is ever-evolving, right? They put in the... Like the team uh, deathmatch mode in there, right alongside the battle royale, and you, I can expect that maybe they added new modes later, right? They added they added it in arenas uh, at one point, and then they took it away. And so I'm getting an evolving multiplayer first person shooter there, and yeah. then also I get to look forward to the Star Wars Jedi survivors of the world, and then also whatever other games they put out. Maybe they'd finally put out a new Titanfall style game or another single player game. I think Respawn is safe in terms of output, and then always having something to play there. You know, that's that's a good call. I'm not really that type of gamer, so mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't do uh, that, although I, I love the Jedi games for sure. But having said that, and this is a very funny thing for me to say because I've played Fortnite maybe three times, if I could only play games from somebody, like up from three people, I might have to go with Epic and just get super into Fortnite because I believe <laughs> that Fortnite will be around for a very long time. And, and just to, like, deliver. have something to do in between the, the other yeah. two games. Yeah, and so that's I was smart. like... Boom. I'm, I'm gonna right. commit. I'll be the Fortnite. Fortnite Tim. Wow. I think my other answer might be from software. That's I look, an I, I look through my I look through my list of like one of my favorite games, right? And then like I think in terms of balance of I know I, I can expect something from them consistently, and I know I'm getting what could very well be a 10 out of 10 masterpiece from them. Yeah, I, I see from software as that studio, right? Like I'm looking at what every three years or so, you know, they put out in the last few few years, we've gotten both Elden Ring and Sekiro Shadows Die Twice in 2019. Mm-hmm. And then before only a few years before that, they put out Dark Souls 3. And then like 
what, a few years before that, Bloodborne? Like, that is a fucking crazy-ass output, let alone... I keep wanting to say Pacific Rim whenever I think of the game. Armored so Core. Funny. I don't know why Pacific Rim comes to mind. Armored Core announced for this year. Like, yeah, that's a pretty good output. So I think those are my three studios. Insomniac, Respawn from Software. See, I didn't you think know? of output. I just thought about, like, the games that I actually, like, would like to play. And so, yeah, I would do the Zelda team from Nintendo, Atlas's P Studio, and then Toby Fox. Mm. Yeah. Because then if, if I have to wait a long time in between those releases, which I would because those teams don't release things super often, I think that's fine. I got other shit to do. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I'm weighing my options here because am I going to go Fortnite, Tim? Or, bless you, kind of sell me. Yeah. Am I going from software? To oh. See, if you, like, you have if the I time just, now. I just never did. Now, yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, I'm going back to the I'm going through them all, baby. Because, yeah, I think in that case, because from software games are huge, right? Elden yeah. Ring, I played 100 hours of Elden Ring, and there's still a lot more shit left for me to do in that game. Finally, only three studios. Sweet. I got the time. Yeah. Like, I'm getting all, I'm completing Elden Ring. I'm completing, I'm playing through Dark Souls 1 through 3 and completing those games. Like, yeah, I mean, that mean, might mean I might not get to play the modern version of Demon Soul, <laughs> Souls by Bluepoint, technically, but I'll go back and play the old one. Yeah. I'll fish out a PS3. Like, yeah. why not? Bluepoint's a good answer. Bluepoint is also a you great know what answer. I mean? they, yeah. you know, we're pretty much guaranteed that they're only, go, if they keep remaking, they're only going to remake bangers. So yeah. you're just always going to get it's the like latest, a greatest hits. The, the oldest, latest, greatest banger. <laughs> yeah, that's a great That's a great answer. I <laughs> feel confident good, in mine, though. This is a good question. This is a good question. Uh, so Stretch Caramel says, Tim, what about Square Enix? Square Enix is a publisher. Like, you, like I feel like if you go publisher, this is like do you have a team from square enix though creative business I, unit <laughs> six and a half <laughs> i don't at this point um there yeah no definitely not like somebody like me omg's in chat says the ff team but there's multiple ff teams is the thing right you exactly. have creative business unit 69 that yeah. is working on final fantasy 16 that, mm -hmm. that did do 14 but mm -hmm. then like 15 was wasn't that the forespoken team yeah well yeah luminous luminous that is now uh, just yeah square enix complicated stuff so what's, yeah. your, what's your final my, my final three i'm gonna go ead the mario team uh for nintendo i mean if i'm be, if being real ead insomniac and uh pokemon company slash game freak all right all right yeah what are your three uh from software insomniac respawn i think Excellent. honestly i don't think i can think of a better answer than that for myself yeah I, I feel pretty confident about that yeah yeah i mean with my answer too like i'd be happy forever yeah. I'd be very bummed. I'd be missing Naughty Dog and Sony Santa Monica, but it's a worthy sacrifice for Pokemon every two years. Yeah, a crazy person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, let's get into the story. Uh, let's do some housekeeping real quick. This Friday is March 10th. It's Mario Day, everybody. Uh, our very own Blessing at AOE Juniors teaming up with Retro Queen Ash said hi to bring you a Super Mario celebration Twitch style. Uh, Y'all can come together on Friday, March 10th, on Twitch.tv/slash/Twitch. My boy's going to be on the main Twitch channel, y'all, uh, at 11 a.m. Pacific to celebrate everyone's favorite plumber slash cart racer slash athlete slash doctor slash painter slash janitor. You get the idea. It's Mario. It's Blessing. You're going to want to be there. Um, today we're brought to you by Shady Raisin Honey, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's get into what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> Time for some news. Six stories today. A baker's dozen. Story number one, Fortnite, Chapter 4, Season 2, release date confirmed. Uh, this comes from Victoria Kennedy at Eurogamer. After rumor upon rumor upon leak, Fortnite has finally confirmed Chapter 4, Season 2 will kick off this Friday, 10th, the 
10th of March. Of course, it's Eurogamer. Of so course, they, they do it all. I try to change the. I try to change as many of the days as I could, but you know, in Europe, they just throw all. It's it's all throw it all 10th out there. March, 9th September. I get. I also like that they call this uh, the Chapter Four, Season Two, and it's rumored to be the Attack on Titan season, and mm-hmm. it just makes a lot of sense that they would just like add on, like you know, Part Ten of the finale of this mm-hmm. series. Mm-hmm. Um, in a brief tweet, the team shared that this new season will be dubbed Mega, all caps, and teased it has all been made with precision. Uh, as well as these little tidbits, there was also accompanying media of a Battle Pass character that fans have stated is likely named Thunder. The current Fortnite season is due to come to an end tomorrow, Wednesday, March 8th. The game's official Twitter account has uh, stated it plans to go into downtime for Fortnite Mega Chapter 4 Season 2. Jesus Christ. On March 10th at 2 a.m. Eastern Time. Now look, Bless, I, mm-hmm. I can't be mad because what else are they going to name it? Like, you just hit a point where... Things have to be complicated just because it's complicated. We always make fun of like the charts that we see, right? Of like, if you buy this, if you get the DLC, if you get the battle pass, blah, 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 blah. But it's like, hey, this is what it is. Is this why Mega Upload had to go down? Are they the ones? They're the ones. They're, <laughs> They're the like, ones. We know we, if in, one day we're going to have a Fortnite season that we're going to call Fortnite Mega. We can't let people download albums. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. God, RIP Mega Upload. <laughs> RIP Mega Upload. Jeez, that was a moment. Um, this is. Uh, the first time that Fortnite's had a name, right? Oh, I don't know. Barrett, uh, you've played probably more Fortnite <laughs> than I have, or either of us. Uh, Does that I, sound right? I've, no, I feel like they've named the seasons before. Okay. Yeah, now that you mentioned it, though, like that's not a thing that I necessarily associate with Fortnite. They're all named. They're I don't know named. what I'm talking about. There you go. Hey. From Software Tim, not Fortnite Tim. I don't know what to tell you, okay? <laughs> don't know what to tell you here. Uh, but yeah, uh, Fortnite Mega Chapter 4 Season 2, it's coming. Um, do you think that this could be an exciting thing for people? I mean, yeah, I, yeah. Like, I feel like usually there's some sort of tie-in to get people hyped, right? And I, th- I, maybe we're still waiting for the tie-in. They're bringing the thunder. I mean, they are bringing thunder. Who I assume was the fish guy, the chef. <laughs> was that thunder? Was that supposed to be thunder? Um, there's no way that man's name was thunder. Hey, man, listen, I'm not. Can you bring him judge. up. I Let's think that might have been thunder. Um. But I think it depends on what that event looks like, right? Like, are you going to get to the event and go, whoa, like, what the fuck is this? They got um, uh, the RZA. Like, the RZA's out here. and He's giant. We got to take him out, right? Like, what's going to be the thing to, to get That's what's going to get people in, Bless. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to think of another rapper. I was like, I did that with ASAP Rocky, right? Yeah. Um, so let's go to the so let's go with Okay. The, the yeah. other relevant rapper right now, mm-hmm. the RZA. Um, yeah, I think that's going to, that, like, whatever, um, however they do the event is going to have to play into it. And then also, like, what is going to be there, there at the start of the season to get people in. That's usually how it happens, right? Where the they announce the new season, we get the big, expansive trailer, and it is, oh, shit, Attack on Titans here. <laughs> oh, shit, um, the, the Rugrats are here. <laughs> oh, shit, it's the RZA. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think it's going to be that trailer that's going to be the thing that makes people go, oh, shit. And then also, how do they fucking redefine the islands this time? When are the Rugrats coming to Fortnite? When are the Rugrats? I guess, technically, you don't want to give babies guns. Maybe that's the that's thing. That's just a technicality, though. Yeah, you think yeah. so? You, like, you think we let that slide? Mm-hmm. You see Tommy <laughs> filling a little out there with Uzis? By, the, by 2030, <laughs> we're going to see Tommy Pickles and Mario both with guns. All right? Somebody in chess is all grown up, which is how you would get around that. That is how you get around that's it. That's still like middle school. 12-year-olds with shit. guns. It's a totally different <laughs> it's thing. America. <laughs> no, uh, I guess they, they gave Naruto a gun, so... Yeah, like I feel like here's the thing: when you see somebody, you, when you see a baby in diapers running around with an Uzi, then mm-hmm. it's like, whoa! You see a middle schooler in Fortnite, you're like, oh, it's not, it's not appropriate, but like, you can sweep it under the rug, let it slide. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, I feel like the guns in Fortnite aren't that graphic, right? Yeah, but they're still guns. Like, 
Like, you, are, you they, give, are there <laughs> Uzis? Like, yeah. called Uzis? <laughs> I don't know if they're called Uzis, like, there's but there's definitely about... Uzis in <laughs> okay. there. And they're giving, but like, they're also giving them to Superman and fucking like <laughs> Batman and people who don't use guns, right? Like, we've already, like, Naruto's running around with a gun. We've already broken that idea that like the guns are inappropriate. I do think that giving up to babies is like, <laughs> yeah. I think that's a line that like, hey, maybe one day we cross it. Maybe one, again, Let's hey, cross this it, is America. <laughs> so, uh, someone uh, did throw out in the chat, what if not the babies, but Reptar. Oh, that'd Reptar be fire. Reptar with a gun, totally cool. Yeah. You know, everyone's fine with that. You give a baby a gun, all of a sudden Stew it's a problem. maybe too. I would run yeah, around let's and get stew, stew. stew pickles. Yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. Yeah. I'm all about that. I'm very, I'm very casually in, into Fortnite, but I get I get more excited to see the reactions to people participating in the events than like I get. Ernie Cooper says, I don't want to headshot Chucky Finster. And that's and the agree. difference between him and others. Wait, like between Chucky Finster and other characters? Between this man and other people. Oh, you think people out there want to headshot Chucky Finster? That's fucked up. Have I you talked to Andy recently? That's fucked up. I, I, I think we need to move on up. from this conversation. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't have much to add here. I, the, we've talked about the first person uh, mode coming. Oh, I imagine yeah, that'll I'm be sure like the fun, be... exciting gimmick of this season, yeah. uh, which could be cool. It's funny because like I rarely play uh, games with battle passes, or if I do play them, I don't participate in the battle pass season type stuff. But mm -hmm. Marvel Snap, still on it. Been playing last night. A new season just started. And they're they're monthly, so every month like a new season rolls over. And I would say that out of the like the six that we've done, like only two of them have been interesting to me. Of like, oh, I actually want all these things. The others have just been like, okay, I guess we're doing this. Not really my my like the Savage Lands, not my favorite part of the Marvel lore and all that stuff. But I'll do it. and I'll have fun. Mm -hmm. And it's been keeping me enticed. But yeah, it is just kind of like adding names and things and just to add more, 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 which is cool. But last night we got Days of Future Past with a dope Wolverine variant. And I'm like, you know what? I like this one. So yeah. I hope that Mega Chapter 4 Season 2 is someone else's Days of Future Past. I can't wait to see the Twitter reaction because there's always some, like, as soon as the events hit, right? I checked Twitter and people were like, whoa, shit. Again, the RZA is fucking here and he's saving the, saving the day. I can't wait to see what the reaction is to whatever the, the, the event is. And then hopefully... There being something in there, like when they added Dragon Ball characters, that makes me go, damn, I got to pick this up for a few days to, to play, right? Like Fortnite's always been that kind of game for me where I go in for a few days, have fun, play with Kevin or Baird or whoever, and then bounce out uh, and then come back later. Um, yeah. So I'm curious to see what this is. I'm excited to see what uh, what this is. Shout out to Fortnite for still killing, killing the game, right? And mm -hmm. still being like a thing where as soon as this hits, I look through the hashtag and people are going crazy about it. People are like, oh, shit. Like oh it's it's happening okay it's gonna be down it's for happening. the whole day yeah like shout out shout out to Fortnite um I'm also excited to see like what the next I guess big step or innovation Fortnite makes is I mean right? first person right I feel like that'll be a big game changer yeah. of but like, like something that's influential like across the the board because I think Fortnite does do two things very excellently they <laughs> take other mechanics from other games and like it takes them in a way that's like whoa okay now this is a core feature that everybody loves right like Fortnite, literally the battle royale mode was a thing inspired by PUBG. uh the um like revive stations are very apex the sliding is very apex the um there are elements of realm royale the um um i forget exactly the thing they've taken things from realm royale even the fucking like the um there are like stations that were very much inspired by like cliff blazinski's battle royale uh, uh radical heights no yeah radical heights that like Fortnite is very good at seeing inspiration, taking it, and then building it as core of its game. The other thing Fortnite is very good at, good at is defining what games as a service slash battle royale, battle pass games look like. 
you know, going into the future. I feel like with every big innovation we've seen from Fortnite in that realm, we see that ripple onto other games. And so, like, I guess my thing is I'm curious to see what that next thing is. Like, what is the next thing that we that we see on multiverses or whatever other, like, Battle Royale, or not Battle Royale, but, like, a l- ongoing Battle Pass-type game look at and go, all right, we need, we need to now do this, too, because yeah. Fortnite's doing it. Babies with guns. Um, story number two. Former Riot execs form a new studio. This comes from Ryan Dinsdale at IGN. Uh, former Riot Games executives have launched a new studio called Believer to create a next-generation open-world game based on an original IP. Uh, the Believer company's leadership team includes former Riot Games vice president Michael Chow as CEO and former executive producer of League of Legends and Riot co-founder Stephen Snow as chief product officer. Uh, Believer has secured $55 million in funding to build its next development team and first project, which it promised to be a, quote, next-generation open-world game anchored by an original IP with stories where player choices matter and gameplay systems that bring players together rather than pushing them apart. <laughs> Video games. Hell yeah. uh, the company's motto, Credo and Lugos, means I believe in games, which Believer said uh, shows its dedication to video game development as a lifelong passion and not just a business venture. It appears dedicated to bringing its new IP to life beyond games as well. However, a strategic partner, Michael D. Eisner, Michael Eisner? It can't be the Michael Eisner. There's no way. Uh, said Believer understands that truly great content franchises are not built with a single media type. Although, is it Michael Eisner? That sounds like a Michael Eisner thing to say. Uh, Quote, they need to resonate with their audience across games, film, television, collectibles, and real-world interactive experiences, he said, adding that their vision will be brought to life across every platform. Can't be Michael Eisner. (laughs) Hold on. Is Michael Eisner... I had to Google it. I was like, wait, is Michael Eisner... What's his middle name? Credit him as Michael D. Eisner. Michael motherfucking Eisner's middle name is Damn Man. Derek? Oh, (laughs) D A M M A N N. Oh, what the fuck is this, is this? Michael Eisner also six foot three, as is stated by the Wikipedia for the Michael Eisner. Uh, Disney's Michael Eisner. His Wikipedia doesn't say his height. Um, what the hell? This is interesting. I think it's him. Nano says the Disney Eisner is retired. It's just like a like a nephew. Maybe, maybe <laughs> a nephew named after his uncle. I guess that happens, yeah, but like, dude. do you remember Michael Why is Eisner? That so fucking I, don't, I don't know. Like, <laughs> do you remember Michael Eisner? Or am I just do I remember Michael name? Eisner? No, uh, no, yes and no. Like, I know who Michael Eisner is. I don't remember. Like, I never met the man. Being, <laughs> I never met him <laughs> met either. But being a, a a really young kid in the '90s, the there was like a series of like on Disney Channel, there would always be these like essentially like infomercials for Disneyland, mm. and it would be Michael Eisner like touring the new ride. Oh no, I back. don't remember this. There's the magic of Disneyland. Let me show you Indiana Jones and like. It was the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Interesting. So I always like revered Michael Eisner, and then later in life, I, I like I was like, I don't know who the fuck he is, and now he's working on video games <laughs> with Riot, I guess. I always revered Michael Eisner as a great statement. <laughs> <laughs> like I have no idea like what happened to him since then. He could have done good things. He could have done bad things. You know what I mean? But yeah. maybe he's working on video games. Um, this is interesting. We see we've seen a lot of this in yeah. recent times, right? People leaving big top companies top publishers top devs to form their own thing um and we haven't seen too much fruits of that labor yet there's been a couple examples i'd say callista protocol is probably like the first out the gate example um that i imagine we're going to see anywhere between five and ten more over the next couple years Mm -hmm. um that's no moon at some point we'll we'll get something from them um and then yeah then there's this uh next generation open world game do you think when they say next generation open world game they literally mean playstation 6 
and whatever the next Xbox is. I I think that they mean this this mm-hmm. gen because like there it is still like a cross gen world. Like I think that we're st- every generation gets trickier and trickier of when the cutoff point is. I think this one because of the pandemic makes it even more tricky than usual, mm-hmm. and, as well as the um, amount of backwards compatibility and cloud focused Game Pass type services, X Cloud and all that. Um, that what is this gen next gen almost doesn't matter but i think what they're talking about would be ps5 and yeah. see and, i and Xbox. i wonder if they mean like software stuff too of like utilizing unreal engine like the new version of that yeah. and, and things of that nature i will yeah. still bet that this is like a far like far out playstation 6 thing like i i like what how many how many years are we into this gen now like 2 to 3 years in uh into this current gen Again, generations are weird now, so who knows how many years we have left. But let's say we have four years left, like assuming around seven years for a, for a life cycle. If they are, if they're starting this game today, and this is, you know, they're talking about fifty-five million in funding. They're talking about it being open world, player choice matters, gameplay systems that bring people together. They're talking about something that's big, AAA, and they're also talking about something that might be experimentative at the same time. Something that is, oh yeah, we're bringing players together. This is the multiplayer game, but it's a different kind of multiplayer game. That's going to need some time, and like it brings me back to the, the there was a tweet a, f- a couple months ago from Jason Schreier where he was like, "Game development cycles have gotten so long that if a game developer starts, if a new AAA big game developer started work on a new game today, chances are it's going to be on the PlayStation Six. And like this sounds like something that I'm like, I, we're not going to see this for five years, yeah. right? And so I'm like, maybe he, I I could see him literally meaning like, oh yeah, we're working on something that is next generation. Yeah, like, hey. something that maybe we we. Um, pitched a PlayStation down the line of like, hey, what if this is a launch title for your next platform kind of thing? Yeah, totally. Hey, you're making a lot of good points here. It is interesting. When do we think we get PlayStation 6? Because I do think that we're fair ways away from that because of everything that happened and the fact that mm-hmm. Sony's going to want to not have to restart again getting new consoles out there and you know getting that, that baseline. Because once they, they worked so hard to get the PS4 to be like the ubiquitous system so that they can just put software out and then have it just crush and so now with ps5 it's like they're finally about to hit that cadence of systems being able to sell at the rate that pe- the, the there's demand for mm-hmm. um and i think that we're going to start seeing that phase two of whatever the game start looking like starting with spider-man 2 i imagine that that's going to dramatically increase the sales of the ps5 to points that i don't know could it beat ps4 Ooh, i mean that's a good question i mean at the start playstation 5 was faster selling than the ps4 but obviously the over time that dipped below ps4 because of availability and so i think you're going to see the ps4 and ps5 in terms of lifetime go neck and neck um but in terms of when we see a playstation 6 i think that'll come down to a couple of factors i think one of those factors is what is the long-term trajectory on the playstation 5 how long does it continue to sell enough numbers to where PlayStation's, PlayStation's like, hold, like, don't release it yet. Like, this isn't the year. Like, we're still doing great in terms of our projections. People are still buying PlayStation, PlayStation 5s at a very good rate. Let's not cut that off. I think you will see them maybe try to hold out as long as possible for whatever that length is. And then also, what is the demand for new tech? Do we get, a pl- do we get to the place in, let's say, three to four years where developers are like, hey, we need better hardware, we need more powerful hardware, there's new technologies now out now that we want to take advantage of and features that would be only be available if we did a, a big refresh and jump to a next-gen console. I think those are the questions. I think there's also the question of, do we get a mid-generation update for the PlayStation 5? Do we get a PlayStation 5 Pro? I would assume so, right? 100%. Like, why wouldn't I, we? Oh, yeah, like, for sure. And whether it's called Pro or something else, like, we will get a 
iteration it on it. We always do. What I mean, does that iteration look dating like? Dating back though? to PS1, there was even one, right? Mm-hmm. PlayStation's always had some other form. What that added, whether it was gimmick or portability or whatever, has changed generation to generation. Uh, with you, PS1 having just the little one that you can get the screen for, PS2 having, having multiple like, slim versions. God, I love that PS2 slim version. And that's my question, though. Do you think the mid-gen PS5 update is power, or do you think it is they make it smaller? You know, like, what does the mid-gen generation jump for PlayStation 5 look like? I can almost see it being both. Like, I can see it coming out and being sleeker and more powerful, whatever that looks like, mm-hmm. even if the power isn't, like something that is like super dramatic because like we're, di- we're already talking about something that is like ahead of the curve in a lot of ways. Like the technology, of the PS five is not something that is like not good enough, yeah. you know? So I feel like, uh, it's, is there a demand uh, to somebody who, you know, look at, at you as the TV guy, right? Like, you know, fidelity. Yeah, I do you love OLEDs. I know fidelity. You love all that good I stuff. Do. The, the PS four pro was advertised with 4k as a thing. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, Hey, this is going to take advantage of 4k TVs. Their game's going to look better, have HDR, have all that good stuff. Are there features right now that are coming up in terms of TVs that a PS5? Because I think for, for at least for me, for a PS5 Pro, I need bullet points on the box, right? Like I feel like more power isn't a selling point automatically, right? You need something that is, hey, this takes advantage of HDR2 <laughs> or like whatever the, the yeah. acronyms are. See, the problem is we're at a place now tech-wise where there are multiple standards, and that's always a bad place to be. It reminds me a lot of when the um xbox 360 launched and the ps3 launched and it was like cool there's a blu-ray player or you can get the hd dvd player on the xbox and it was like betting on different formats which was going to work obviously hd dvd failed and Mm -hmm. blu-ray became the standard um we're now in a place where when we're talking about just the tech there's the hdr battle and then there's the um 3d sound battle and xbox has a deal with dolby atmos which is the superior 3d sound Mm. whereas playstation has its um proprietary one with tempest and because of that we're never going to be on equal playing fields so it's almost like the more power you're putting into something it's not really going to fully help because only the developers that are exclusive are really going to care about designing those experiences otherwise they need to design to be able to work well enough with everything and that results in kind of lame results when you're on the super top end of things, which, you know, not that many people are. But uh, I, to answer your question, it's like I don't know if they're going to be able to add anything in the next couple of years that they can put on the box that is anything more than just um, marketing bullet points that yeah. don't actually mean anything. Because they can push 8K all they want. The reality is that is not happening. Like, you might be able to get games to run in 8K sometimes in some frame rate on some TVs, but we're talking about such a slim percentage of people um, that they're just not going to make games that way. Like, mm. the the demand, uh, the supply of games will not be there um, for, for people. So, I don't know. I I think that we're, we're kind of in a really good place where even any more power, more processing, more uh, all that stuff will, memory will allow for the battles of the different modes on games like just talking about playstation here where i think it's going to become more and more frequent that we get a performance mode a um uh resolution mode and then the one in between that's like you get some you get the ray tracing but like the rt performance i think is going to become more of a standard and i think that a ps5 pro can kind of really push that and then maybe get to the point that the rt performance is actually a lot closer to the rt mode Okay. While still getting yeah. your um, like which I'll be down for per second or if there's like a PS5, if they announce a PS5 Pro and the big selling selling point is, hey, you don't have to choose between performance and uh, fidelity because we're giving you both. Yeah. Like we're we're able to run 
hot looking games at 4K and all the resolution you want, plus these these things going to play smooth as butter. That's like a dream scenario to me. But yeah, like I'm I'm curious to see like what, is that the one bullet point, right? Is that the big bullet point? Or I, I are think they that's it. I think that's the bullet point. I just don't think that that bullet point is realistically possible because uh -huh. of the realities of. I don't see these games being made anytime soon that aren't also on other platforms and yeah. other ways. And because of that, I think there's always going to be the lowest common denominator um, that has to be taken into not just consideration, but it has to work best that way almost. Like it has to simply work um, because people are going to look at the baseline PS5 for the foreseeable future as something that should be able to run things optimally. You know, there might be ways to uh, enhance that experience, but um, it reminds me even of like the haptic feedback in the dual sense. When it works, it's magic and it's cool as shit. Then it, there's every other game. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I think it's that same type of, of argument there. Interesting. Uh, looking at the numbers here, off the top of your head, so PlayStation 4 has sold 117 million units. Mm -hmm. How many PS5s do you think have been sold? Uh, what, like th around 35 to 40 million, I would assume? So as of this month, we are looking, or sorry, as of last month, 32 million. 32 million, okay. With 7.1 million of those sold in the last three months alone. Okay, so yeah, we're seeing an upward trajectory of PS5s being sold. Yeah. Because they're more available. Mm -hmm. So Ooh. so what do you think? Do you think? I mean, it's kind of wild to think, because look at this, right? 117, that's a lot, and that's a lot higher than 32. But if we sold 7.1, even in just last three months... I imagine we're going to continue to do that. Mm -hmm. God of War Ragnarok did just come out. Yep. So in the last three months, that is also dealing with the, the shortage being over and Sony's biggest banger mm. potentially ever <laughs> that they've launched. We do have Spider-Man 2. That's the thing is we have Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man 2 is PS5 exclusive. Yeah. Like God of War Ragnarok, if you really want to play on PS4, you can play on you PS4. Could. And, and a lot of my friends Horizon. did. Yeah. And Spider-Man 2 is a game that people will show up to or show up and buy a PS5 for to play. And that's going to be a very high-selling game. And so I think you see that boost things up. I think as we get more PlayStation first-party games announced. Or even just like, exclusives, Final Fantasy 16. Yeah, Final Fantasy 16, Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth. Rebirth. Um, and then I think also the whatever Sucker Punch is working on next, whatever, uh, like the Last of Us Factions game. I think once you get more of those bigger projects announced and you hype those up, like, yeah, you're going to see, I think you're going to see a wave of people show up and buy the PS5 just based on how they treat that marketing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's I, I mean, I think the idea is always that there's always more and more people playing video games, especially like, you know, we saw that boost during the um, like early earlier pandemic of everybody turning to gaming. Of course, that's leveled out over time, but like those people are still into video games, right? Like the audience is only growing more and more. And so as long as the PS5 in terms of output and in terms of quality, I think is as successful as the PS4 and becomes as available as something like that, I think you see PS5 overtake PS4. Yeah, I think so too. And I think that this generation is going to last long. We will see pro updates or whatever. There'll be other iterations of a PS5 to extend its life cycle mm -hmm. further than we would have expected. And had the pandemic not happened, I don't know that that would have been the case, but it did. And yeah. the many of PS5's biggest games have been cross-gen so far. So we'll have to see what the future looks like. And we're going to be talking about that future forever here. At kind of funny thanks to your support on patreon.com slash kind of funny and if you do support us there you don't get ads but for everyone else you do here they are shout out to shady rays for sponsoring this episode look how cool i look 
you too can look this cool. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and so much more. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. They'll also provide 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order and have donated over 20 million meals to date. That's fantastic. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back exclusively for y'all listeners and watchers right now. Shady Rays has given out their best deal of the new year. You can go to ShadyRays.com and use code KINDAFUNNY for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. These are five star rated by over 200,000 people. Again, that shadyrays.com use the code kinda funny shout out to honey for sponsoring this episode honey is the easy way to save when shopping on your iphone or computer and thanks to honey manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past and we all know there's nothing better than the feeling of saving money honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart when you check out the honey button appears and all you have to do is click apply coupons you wait a few seconds you see the fun little dancing guy honey searches for coupons and it finds you the best ones and then you just watch the prices drop we here at kind of funny have been using honey for years and it's helped us save thousands on tech costumes food you name it honestly i just love how easy it is to just set and forget and save that's the best part honey doesn't just work on desktops it works on your phone too you just activate it on safari on your phone you save on the go if you don't already have honey you could be straight up missing out you can get paypal honey for free at joinhoney.com slash kind of funny that's joinhoney.com slash kind of funny hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain i learned this the hard way after losing my cat gingy so i created pretty litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors saving you money and potentially your cat's life pretty litter is veterinary and developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back, everybody. Uh, story number three, Peridot. <laughs> Peridot. Peridot. There it See, is. I'm really confused because mm-hmm. on The Real Housewives of Dubai, there's a woman who... Whoa, hold on, hold on. <laughs> no, you were watching The Real Housewives of Dubai? Mm-hmm. That's a thing? Mm-hmm. Do you watch all the different regions of The Real Housewives? Mm-hmm. What's your favorite? Beverly Hills. Okay, classic. All right, fair Second enough. Second place, Atlanta. And if oh. I'm being real, Atlanta is the best. I was going to say, Atlanta sounds like it'd be fire. Yeah, Atlanta is absolutely fire. Is there fire. anybody on there that I recognize? Do they have any celebrities? Yeah, Candy, Candy Barres, who wrote No Scrubs. I don't Scrubs. watch those kind of videos, Tim. Huh? I don't watch those kind of videos. No, it's... It, <laughs> it's, it's uh, uh, she, she wrote No Scrubs. <laughs> thank you, thank you. She wrote uh, it, uh, It's Gonna Be Me by NSYNC. Oh, shit. Yeah. All right. She's a legend. She oh, was yeah. in the, the 90s band Escape. Okay. Yeah, she's great. That's pretty cool. Denise Richards is on was on Beverly Hills. Nice. Yeah. 
Anyways, um, there's a woman. Uh, <laughs> You're watching the Dubai one. Uh, on uh, Real Housewives of Dubai, and like her catchphrase is pity adult. And she always says it like that. That's her thing. All right. And so this looked like that. Somebody chat said she wrote Bills, Bills, Bills. How can you neglect to mention that? She wrote so many songs. So many songs. I didn't oh, know I was dealing with an icon here. Everybody. Shout out. Oh, yeah. No, she, Candy is the, is the absolute best. Anyways, Niantic's take on Nintendogs uh, arrives this May uh, from Ryan Dinsdale at IGN. Niantic has announced that period. I fucking can't. <laughs> I can't, I can't it's, it's, such a, it's such a thing, man. <laughs> I look because like it's not like I mean obviously it's a weird spelled word but like oh. peridot is like straightforward <laughs> and you throw in this accent to it too which I, makes just, it funny but it's like it's like a fucking thing it's a thing you guys <laughs> anyways um Niantic has announced that this game is a blend of Pokemon Go Tamagotchi and Nintendogs and it will launch on May 9th. Um, Pre-registration for the game is also available now, and users who sign up on the Apple App Store, Google Play Store, and Play by Mar May 23rd will receive an exclusive party hat. <laughs> Cosmetic. <laughs> uh, say it again. Peridot. Peridot. Okay. Peridot has been Pedia. in development Don't. for around three and a half years and is Niantic's latest attempt to recapture the magic of Pokemon Go's launch period. <laughs> <laughs> In the summer of 2016, I've been playing fucking Pokemon Go every day, bless. Every goddamn day. Are you day. really? Yeah. And I don't Jesus. know what I'm doing. But, like, there's a hey, catch man. streak. And if you catch one a day, little numbers go up. So uh, I catch at least one a day. It's like a Snapchat streak. It, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's, that's what it is. And I'm, I'm in here, man. Are, um, are, does that mean you're going to play Peridot? Or Peridot? Don't? <laughs> I'm definitely not. Uh, definitely no? not playing this. All right. Um, our team has been hard at work at, play, at making Peridot's real. Um, said Niantic, they are immersive, amazing, magical creatures that eat, sleep, play with toys, explore their environment, get bored, develop <laughs> unique personalities, and are always in need of a loving adopter like you. Uh, each Peridot also holds a combination of unique traits that change its colors and features with Niantic, promising an infinite number of different looks. While the aim of the game is to raise and have fun with the Peridot, uh, players can also take on the role of keepers to breed and discover as many types of Peridots as possible. When it comes to the day-to-day, -day, however, remember that it's every keeper's job first and foremost to ensure their dots are happy, healthy, and loved. Feed your baby dot. Play with it and take it on adventures. With enough care and effort, it will go into a teenager and then an adult that can hatch a new generation Why does this of dogs. Sound like the snake ad that Nick wrote <laughs> years ago. <laughs> this is weird, man. This is giving me Megan vibes. This is yeah. yeah. There's something here that is, it's a little off. It's a circle of life in a way, except you can keep track of all your dots and never have to say goodbye. Like, is that not okay. just right out of Megan? Yeah, yeah, but I'm happy that they don't die. Because I was mean, sad. oh, they better not. Yeah. I cause I'm so I wasn't a Tamagotchi kid and I wasn't a Nintendo Dogs kid. I was a Neopets kid. I used a lot of Neopets. Okay. I never fed those goddamn oh, no. pets. And they never died. If they died, that would have broken my heart. Mm -hmm. Instead, they were just very hungry. Yeah. And then six months later, I would remember to take them to the soup kitchen and mm -hmm. I'll leave them for six, four months. I'd be like, ah oh, shit, I gotta feed these pets. And then I'll take them to the soup kitchen again. Cause I wasn't making money. Yeah. You gotta make money in order to feed your your Neopet. There was also a big omelet, but I digress. Yeah. Um this I reminds me a bit of that though. Like I I think there's an idea here that's pretty neat, but also an idea here that I think is is being fulfilled by um, Pokemon Go, right? Like, yeah. is there anything about this where it's like, oh, I can just play Pokemon Go instead? I mean, little kids like dogs. You know sure. what I mean? Yeah. They also like Pokemon. I was say, they like Pikachus. But there might be people Eevees. that don't like Pokemon. They're like, I like dots instead, so I'm going to dot it up. Can, Barrett, can we look up this uh, Peridot? I want to see what we're dealing with. 
I mean, I showed the trailer. Oh, did you? He was I, reading. He was sorry, reading. I was. No, you were losing yourself to whatever fucking thing you were talking about at the beginning. Of the yeah. Time. So like, okay. there's like these little magical okay, great. animals. So they are, are just like colorful. They it, are just Pokemon. Yeah, they l- l- look just... like weird alternate Pokemon. And I, I would assume that the focus here is more. No, you actually take care of them. You feed them. You pet them. But like, can't you do that in Pokemon Go? I'm not playing yeah. enough Pokemon Go. In yeah, you definitely years. can. I had a Caterpie that stood on my shoulder, and I pet him sometimes. I. I do enjoy the fact, even though, I mean, none of them have been the hit that Pokemon Go has been, because Pokemon Go was just a juggernaut and saved the world in 2016. I appreciate Niantic throwing different things at a wall and seeing if any of it sticks as much as Pokemon Go. And maybe maybe that might be putting it too far, right? Because I'm sure they're not like, this is the next Pokemon Go. But they do experiment a lot, right? Like they we've, do. we've seen them do. There's a the basketball. There's Pikmin. There's the Harry Potter one. Uh-huh. There is a basketball one, NBA All World, I believe is what it's called, yeah. where you collect you collect basketball players and play hoops with them. Um, there was the Marvel one that um, was part of the Disney Marvel game showcase. Yeah, not out yet. Yeah, not out yet. And like that one, I think looks interesting. And then there's uh, there's this, which is an original idea, and I think it's smart to have an original idea, right? Like we've seen we've seen stu- we've seen a Telltale, for example partner up with a bunch of different ip and even though that is the way that you lift yourself up and that's the way that like all right i know this ip is popular i know this is going to work i think it's also smart to have something in your pocket that's original that is hey in case this like pokemon a like, what? like a pocket monster like a po- of some yeah sort? like a like a pocket monster that you can feed and that you can pet and mm-hmm. you can take care of and you can evolve it over time i think that's the big thing is that they turn into teenagers and adults and then they can lay eggs yes and i'm yes. sure you, you walk could be around. a breeder to, to discover all of them if yeah you, you can discover to. all of them and breed okay. them i think that's a good idea that's mm-hmm. original yeah to them yeah well good on you niantic good on you Story number four, Microsoft has announced and launched the Velocity Green Xbox controller. Uh, They tweeted out, touch grass, they said, so we did. Get our new Velocity Green controller available now. Once again, shout out to Microsoft, shout out to Xbox for just killing it on the freaking controller side. Every time they put out a new controller, I'm like, this shit is hot. This shit is hot as fuck. I don't want this one. I don't need a green controller in my life. But if I did, I'd want it to look like that. I, I love how they treat their controllers. I... I'm swimming in Xbox controllers and I, I like, I don't have, I don't play Xbox enough to get mm-hmm. usage out of these controllers, Tim. I have three Space Jam controllers in my, in my living room that are different designed X, uh, Space Jam Xbox controllers that were partnered with the Space Jam and New Legacy. I just have those at, as display. At this point. It's wild. I give out my controllers to my friends because I, mean, I have so many. Straight up, dude. <laughs> Xbox just gives these things away. Like, they partner with everybody. It's like there was a phase in the tech world where if you went to an event, they'd give you, like, a USB flash drive. And then it was like, ooh, like, there's some branding on this. Mm. I swear to God, that's Xbox controllers the yeah. last 10 years. Like, w- once the Xbox One dropped, they're just like, fuck it. Who wants an Xbox controller? Because, yeah, legitimately, like, I, I, I haven't counted. But if I looked, I bet you I have... Like fifteen Xbox controllers. I mean, yeah, that, I mean, I probably have like eight or nine. Which again, like, Jesus. I don't play enough on my Xbox to have this many Xbox controllers. I mean, the other thing is, I have my Elite Series too. Wow, I'm not gonna play with these. <laughs> like, I have more Xbox controllers than I have Dual Sense control. Like, way more than I have Dual Sense controllers. I have like yeah. three or four. PlayStation, nah, they ain't no. never doing it. Yeah, never. No. Um, never. but yeah, like, I mean, in like Dual Sense, I I think Dual Sense is all, their own can of worms because i do also like the colors that they provide like they're a bit more like honed in and they don't they don't just announce these new things like crazy but whenever we do get a new dual sense dual sense color that's not camouflage i am like oh all right this kind of looks hot this looks hot I, I'm, I'm i'm digging this but it's a different they definitely treat them very differently because xbox is making a rain controller yeah and i every single time i see a new xbox color scheme i'm like this i love this i think this looks great the purple one they put out was fantastic man 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so. Give me haptic feedback, Xbox. Great. <laughs> uh, story number five, Playdate announces price rise and launches digital store with 11 new games. This comes from Ryan Dinsdale at IGN. Panic has announced that its handheld gaming console Playdate is getting a price increase and a digital store with 11 new games. A $20 price increase will come into effect from April 7th, meaning the Playdate will go from $180 to $200, with Panic att attributing the bump to increased manufacturing costs. Customers who pre-order the device before April 7th can still get it for the original $180. Uh, that $20 delta is largely because of our factory recently gave us the inevitable news that in 2023, the price of building a single Playdate is going up. Uh, this came from the co-founder of Panic. In better news for current Playdate owners, an update's adding a digital store called Catalog to the device today. Every game on Catalogs curated by Panic receives automatic updates and is linked to the user's Playdate account, meaning they can always be re-downloaded. To celebrate the launch of Catalog, Panic's also releasing two games for free. Recommendation Dog. Wait, you're not excited about Recommendation Dog? Recommendation Dog <laughs> is an action puzzle game about being a tiny dog working at a temp agency while Real Steel is a heist game where a mysterious figure hires thieves to reclaim loot and justice. Nine other brand new games are launching alongside Catalog, including Carve Jr., Direct Drive, Playmaker, Skew, a, a The Worker spinoff, uh, Swamp Machina, Grand Tour Legends, The Botanist, Heidi Spot, and Word Trip. Barrett, um, can you please pull up Recommendation Dog? I, I, I literally can't. Wow. There's... Can you type in Recommendation Dog? This is like Play an date. image. This is an image. My house is flooding. Get me a charismatic plumber quick. <laughs> cool. All right. Um, Real I, Steel. Okay, I had to double, double check. That was a movie that came out, right? Like oh, an yeah. animated movie with Hugh Jackman? Yeah. It, wasn't well, it, it was CG, was it not, oh, but it wasn't animated. I never watched Real Steel. So yeah, that was like the Rock'em Sock'em robots, but bigger. You're telling and me it was like Jackman Pacific was Rim. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Not that big. <laughs> not that big. Um, play date. Something that uh, I, I think is nifty. Not not really of interest to me. Mm -hmm. I know Jared Petty was stoked on it. Janet Garcia. I was, was stoked, stoked on, on it. it. I have one that sits on my desk, and I sadly I don't use it. Uh, and I think the price increase is unfortunate. Like I feel bad for Playdate because I think it's such a cool, fun, unique idea. But I think the price is just too high. Like I think it would have been better served if it was like like maybe sixty to eighty dollars. But mm. like one hundred and eighty dollars for what I got out of the Playdate. Like looking at that price, I'm like, oh, that's not. I, I wouldn't say it's worth it. And then with the price increase, like obviously that's just the, that's the hand they're adult in terms of the parts for this factory manuf manufacturing, uh, which is unfortunate, but yeah, like I feel, I feel bad for them when now, I look at now that. Now it is the price of a Nintendo Switch Lite. Yeah. With that price increase. Oh, that's so rough. That's very rough. But yeah, like it's such a cool nifty idea that I wish had better, like, not even better marketing, because I think the marketing was fine. But like, I just, I, I, I just wish they had better circumstances around it, right? I wish they would, they would have been able to get that price cheaper. But I think it just comes down to parts and like trying to make this thing that is gaming hardware, right? That is able to like function with a store. I think the store is a cool thing, but yeah, it's kind of rough. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, you know, I'll leave it there. Yeah. Uh, story number six: Neon White could be coming to Xbox, according to an ESRB rating. This comes from Chris Scullion at BGC. Uh, an Xbox version of Neon White has been rated by ESRB, as spotted by Twisted Voxel. Uh, the game's rating page was updated to list Xbox One and Series X and S alongside the already existing PS4 and 5 versions. Uh, the critically acclaimed game, we already know about all this stuff, so I'm not going to read it. Uh, but assuming it isn't an error, the ESRB's rating suggests that an official announcement is imminent of it coming to Xbox. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. 
there's another one of those games that should be played by as many people as possible and getting it on more consoles is only a good thing great good time game super fun super cool it's a game that i'll recommend to anybody it's a also. game that is easily recommendable to anybody because whether they play it for two hours or three days straight yeah. they're gonna have a great time you know yeah i mean great style great gameplay like Again, it was one where I, as soon as I saw the first few trailers, I was like, this looks weird in a way that I really want to pick up and, and, and try out. And I'm so I'm I was so pleasantly surprised that it lived up to um, to the hype for me. Uh, and I hope that like, I, I, I guess the story is mentioned Game Pass because it's just an ESRB thing. But I hope it hits Game Pass. Right. Like, I, I, I think the smart way to do it would be to put this game in as many people's hands as possible. And I, I would hope that like hope maybe Xbox would see the value uh, value in that on their side. Um, and I hope they make a, I hope they make a follow up that like takes a lot of the same ideas. I know the studio, like the previous game was Donut County, and so I would assume that they like to make left turns, and maybe well, the I next game it, has nothing. This to is do. technically a new studio, from what I remember. It's just mm. the the director was the same director, the Donut County guy. Yeah, I would love to get like a neon white follow up. Same, but I'll, I'm of two minds of this blessing because mm -hmm. it's like, yes, I'm glad for if if this is actually coming to Xbox, if it's coming to Game Pass. Hell yeah, more people get to try it out and uh, play a fantastic game. But then also, ah, they can't keep doing this to me. Like they're gonna put this on another platform where I'm yeah. gonna have to play this for another seventy. Those hours. Are the rules, yeah. dude. You That's have the to do you it, gotta man. pick it up. You got to get. You got to get those chivos. That's yeah, what they call them. Uh, yeah, because I can't get it uh, the fucking platinum anymore. Because I got screwed out of the uh, bugged out of the platinum on PlayStation. So. Mm. Gotta, gotta get them all the, the fucking high scores and stuff. I gotta own everybody on the Xbox platform. It's just too much, man. It's too much. <sighs> Blessing. Yeah. Will Barrett ever platinum neon white? I fucked it up. No, you had it. You had, I had it. it. You had it. I was it. gonna say. I was gonna like. I got stuck on platinum platform. I don't know, guys. Mm. Just give me the three. Just give, give me the three. Give him it's the three. okay. It's okay. If I want to know what's coming to Mom and Grab shops today, where would I look? You look toward the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the kind of funny games daily show hosts each and every weekday. Did it? Did it? Did it? Fucked it up. Yeah. I didn't know we called that the three. The gym shot? Is that the three? Is that what the, that is? No, three out of ten. Oh, the three out of ten. Okay, I thought you were trying to like zoom the camera out because you wanted to hide your shame. Yeah. No, I'm a shame boy. No, if we're giving that a score, I'm giving it a one. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even get the three. Out today, we have Outlanders on PC. Yes, not Outriders. Just Outlanders. Outlanders Different yeah. game. Cool. March 7th. Uh, Deckham on PC. Melon Journey's Bittersweet Memories. <laughs> Melons are bittersweet. Oh, that's uh, good. coming that's to good. PC and Nintendo. What's your thoughts on grapefruits? Love them. Yeah, you know I, you I, I love the flavor. I actually never had a grapefruit itself. No, but grapefruit flavored Lacroix. Big fan. <laughs> okay, all right. So I guess it's fair. That's what I named moose after. Pomplamoose. You know oh, that yeah. pomplamoose is French for grapefruit. I I used to be such a confused child because my parents love grapefruit. And like they would hand me this fruit that looked like an orange. I'm like, oh, certainly this must be sweet. Every single time it got me. Every single time I'm like, this is gonna be the time where I bite into this thing. It's gonna be like fucking juicy and so good. I bite into it. And I'm like, ooh, what's this? Yeah, yeah. But right. apparently you put some sugar on it, changes the game. Watermelon sugar. Hi. Uh, the finals closed beta on PC. I'm interested in this game. I'm very interested in it, and I've signed up for the closed beta. And I think they've done multiple betas up, up to this point, and I've not gotten accepted. If you work on the finals, please let me play your game. <laughs> I, I would like to play the, the finals. Let's play your game. Let me play your game and Arc Raiders because that looks cool too. But finals, yeah, let me play that. 
Hotel Renovator on PC, Knights of Pen and Paper 3 on PC, Little Witch Nobetta on Switch and PS4, uh, Melon Journey Bittersweet Memories, Sorry. I already said that, uh, Pronti on Switch, Outer World Spacer's Choice Edition on PC, PS5, and Switch. Papers, Please, B1.4 is up on Steam. I believe that's like a built, rebuilt from the ground up version of Papers, Please to like fix bugs and stuff. Mm. Uh, new dates for you, Metal Hell Singer DLC, Dream of the Beast launches March 29th. The Library of Babel launches on April 7th for everything. Uh, Front Mission 2 Remake launches June 12th for Nintendo Switch. Uh, the Mage Seeker, a League of Legends story, launches April 18th for PS4, 5, Xbox Series, Switch, and PC. Sea of Thieves, Voyage of a Lifetime, a new documentary about the game's development, launches March 20th on YouTube.com slash Sea of Thieves. I love more of these game documentaries popping up. Yep. You know, they're Good great. Shit. I keep, I'm slowly working my way through the um, Psychonauts one. And it is very entertaining. It's like watching a TV show. And I am upset when I see the view count. More people should fucking watch that thing. Because they, they put in a lot of work in that documentary. Yeah. So if you want like a good look into video game development, that's very it's very educating, very enlightening, and also just weird. it's a very good watch. Go over, watch Psych Odyssey, the documentary. Deals of the day. Xbox Game Pass games for March have been announced. Guilty Gear Strive, March 7th. Dead Space 3 Cloud version, March 9th, as well as Dead Space 2. Valheim uh, game preview on March 14th. Civilization 6 on March 16th. And Nino Kuni 2 on March 21st. Um, cool, man. That's great. Cool, Let's look man. at your wrong. Let's see what we got wrong today. What did we get wrong today? Um, Nano says Exodia is not banned, but you can only have one of each Exodia card in your deck. Ah, that makes uh, sense. So you can't, you can't just load it up. You yeah. know what I mean? That's a bad strategy anyway. What are you going to do with like a, if you draw five legs of Exodia? There was 200 a, damage each. There was a, um, a, a time period where me and my friends would like daily play, like actually play against each other. And I had a winning strategy that only worked for a while because, you know, then they got mm. hip to it. Uh, but my strategy was to have my deck be the minimum amount of cards allowed, mm -hmm. which I think was 40. It might have been yeah. 30. 40 is like a standard and so 30 might have been like... But most people were like, like everyone I knew had like big, big ass decks. Mm -hmm. So I would get my, I would have the smallest deck possible. All right. And I would always win with my small deck because oh. people, because I knew all the cards. I was like, it was able to get my cards that I needed faster. Hell you yeah. know what I mean? Uh, but then, yeah. So 40 is the minimum. So yeah. 40 is the minimum. Got you. Hey, even if you have a small deck, it can still work out for you. Yep. Um, A lot of stuff that is not. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Nano says, update on the Eisner stuff. It is, in fact, Disney's Eisner. Eisner is the chairman of the Tormonte company who's investing in this new ex-Riot company. Eisner founded the company in 2005 after leaving Disney. Wow. Wow. Here's and, a uh, crazy one. I know. After, y'all, strap the fuck in, Okay. <laughs> Y'all minds are about to be blown right now. We just had a ride of an episode, all right? There was an energy. There was a vibe. Did it feel like Tuesday? I don't know. But what it was was a period dot, okay? And we were here. I was like, bless, how do you say it? How do you say it? How do you say it? What did you say? I said paradot. 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 It ain't paradot, everybody. It's paradot. It's paradot, okay? Wow. Thanks, Kebabs, for correcting us. Wow. Paradot. I'm Who would have thought after all of this? I'm so, you, I mean, usually when it comes to the <laughs> pronunciations, like I, I'm able to nail the phonetic shit sometimes, but goddamn, yeah, I was off. I was way off. It's exactly like it looks, everybody. Play on. Play on. Play on. Play on. Um, yeah, that's it. That's it. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. I'm feeling funky. You don't want to talk about the missed out today, the one punch man and Overwatch crossover? There you go. There you go. You can check They're that out if you over. want. Uh, tomorrow's host, 
are me and Bless. Uh, Thursday, it's Bless and Janet. That's going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, and then Friday, it's me and Bless again, because that's what we do here. kind of funny. If you're watching live, guess what? Get hyped. The boys are going back into Elden Ring, doing a little bit of that co-op. You can check that out right now after Games Daily on YouTube.com slash games and Twitch.tv slash games. I will say, they did put um, my guy Doomfist in a One Punch Man Saitama outfit, and so... That actually is pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> that is actually pretty cool. I like that. Um, and yeah, otherwise, that's it, y'all. Thanks for hanging out. We appreciate you all. Stay tasty out there.